and welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Transportation System. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Double Dose of Disney Podcast. As always, I am joined here by my goofy-loving husband, Tony. On this week's episode, we are talking all about our favorite attractions and sit-down dining locations in each of the parks. There's so many things to do and see at Walt Disney World, so many places to eat, and it can really feel overwhelming as to, if this is your first trip especially, like, where should I go during my vacation? But also, even if it's your 100th trip, maybe we'll give you some new ideas to incorporate into your vacation, you know? We we know. This one's going to be tough. There's a lot of places, and it's probably just going to be our favorites that we currently have. But these are our good suggestions. Yeah, and I will say this. When I was writing down my list, so we made a list each of, like, our favorite sit-down dining location, our favorite attraction. And when I was writing it down, some of them, to me, I wrote down because I have memories attached to them. And I think that's kind of the thing with all of Disney you know? Or something that you, yeah, something you ate that you really liked. Yeah, and... Well, and then we're doing sit-down dining, but technically anywhere you can sit down exactly. outside, not just a reservation dining right. restaurant. Because one of the things that we've learned on, like, as we go on more trips to Disney, and I was talking with some of my clients about that this week, a lot of people put emphasis on having table service dining reservations during your vacation, but that's not necessary to have a great trip. Like, you don't have to have three dining reservations a day and I honestly don't recommend that just because that can be really overwhelming um so we put on this list anywhere that has seating so obviously like a snack stand Aloha Isle isn't going to be included on this list but Casey's Corner could be because there's it puts in some quick service seating. Is what it does. right Boy. and attractions at Disney World mean anything from rides to shows to anything in between so, you ready? We are ready. Starting the Magic Kingdom? Yep. Magic Kingdom. Favorite sit-down dining location, Skipper's Canteen. I knew you were going to say that. Did you already have that one, too? I did, but all... We doubled up on Skipper's. That's an easy one. This is when we have so many memories, because we eat there every single time, I think, because it is the best... This one's sit-down, for sure. It's the best table service dining location at Nothing Magic Kingdom. Nothing beats this one in Magic Kingdom. And I was looking because last time I had the the lamb chops off the recommendation of our waitress, mm-hmm. and I thought it was a, kind of like a seasonal or tra- you know something that's not on their their menu, but it's actually still on the menu. The ba the baba the baba lamb chops. What side does it come with? Spice rub lamb chops, tremola, cauliflower potatoes. Onions, Hershey sauce, garnish from served lemons and herbs. Ooh, that sounds good. I remember I trying that. yours last time and it was really good. I thought it had a chimichurri sauce or something, right? Or probably, no? probably one of those I can't, no. It's just, they, probably, they probably call it something different that I can't. Well, and I think that they kind describe. of like always change, like I'm pretty sure that there's consistently lamb chops on the menu, but they may change like the sauce or something like that with it. This is a place that we like because we like adventurous food though, so if you don't really like a yeah, but a it was... variety. They got some kind of weird stuff. What was the appetizer we got one time? It was falafel. I love falafel. Not but good. I, as my mother Bland. says, I have a. What did my mom say? She says I yeah, have it's a unique palate. Hummus. It's just not. I don't, I don't like no, it. falafel is really good. <laughs> the falafel is really good. Tony doesn't like it. Toasted yeah. pumpkin seeds. It can be dry, yeah, but it had like a hummus. 
But that thing in gravy or something. So I put Skipper's Canteen on the menu or on my list as well. Um, it's definitely like the favorite table service dining location at Disney. Like Tony said, it is it. I'm sorry, at Magic Kingdom. Like Tony said, it is adventurous. They only got about six things on their menu. But they also do have like fried chicken. So if you have someone in your party that's less adventurous, they could get the fried chicken um, or something like that. They also have a secret menu. And it's Which not. Said that there was no secret yeah, there's not really secrets on it anymore. But Apparently, they say it's a secret menu, but they have Brazilian cheese bread. We haven't tried that yet. That I sounds like really place good because you can get a drink though too. That's yes, why. one of the only places you can get a specialty drink at, at Magic Kingdom. That's one of the important things to know. That's the only park that you cannot get alcohol like from um, a quick service location or like stands throughout the park because Walt didn't want alcohol in his parks originally. Um, so they've stayed true to that at the Magic Kingdom. You can only get it at um, table service dining locations. So I kind of cheated, though. <laughs> Are you laughing because you see that I cheated? I kind of cheated, though, and Senior I actually wrote down... The first two, we have the same thing. I, no, I actually wrote down... I actually wrote down two places in each park to eat at. I also wrote down... Because I knew you were going to write Skipper's down. I wrote down Pinocchio's Village House because I don't know why. The food there is not out of, like, it's not out of the ordinary. It's the food in f- there is like a typical Six Flags carny food. Yes, they but... Pizzas, chicken, and fries. But can we give a moment for the gluten-free chicken strips at Pinocchio's Village House? Like, even if you aren't gluten-free, these chicken strips are amazing. As someone who eats gluten-free, like, I love their chicken strips, and I always get them with the Caesar salad because I can like tolerate gluten it's just like my body doesn't feel great when i eat a lot of it um i always get chicken like i always get the caesar salad with gluten-free chicken strips but what's really cool about pinocchio's village house is if you're able to sit inside there's a room where you can sit and there's windows that look out over um it's a small world so they have flatbreads there and stuff too atmosphere points yeah, so I just wanted to say that one as, like, my favorite quick service location. You'd probably say Casey's, but I don't know. I kind of cheated and I wrote down two places in each part. I'm confessing now. Okay. Are you surprised? You just ruined, the, ruined our whole game here. No, I didn't. I won't say all <laughs> of them. Moving on, what do you got? Attraction. <sighs> you know my favorite attraction, Space Mountain. Okay, so we doubled up on that one again. Yes, and part of that, for me, like, I was thinking about that when I was writing this one down. Part of that for me is because of the memories that I have on it. That's the first roller coaster I ever rode as a kid. And I told Tony the other day, I can remember being in the queue line with my family and I was nervous and I told my dad, like, I don't want to ride this. I'm, I'm too scared. And my dad was like, Brittany, would I ever put you on anything that would be unsafe? And I still remember that. Anytime I go to like, I would go to get on a ride or anything like that. Like I always remember my dad telling me that. So I think that's why part of the reason why I love Space Mountain so much, but it's also just such a fun attraction. Well, it's fun because you don't know where you're at half the time. No. Complete dark for the most part. And it's just the crazy thing about it is how slow it actually technically goes, but there's so many tight, tight turns, tight curves. It's almost feels like a different ride every single time you ride it. Do you it? remember the first time we rode it? No. <laughs> so the first time we rode it. It's probably scared. It, Magic Kingdom was our first park day and I had made fast pass reservations for it. We go to ride it and I think it was like our first fast pass of the day. We go to ride it and Tony's like, whatever, like this is a Disney roller coaster. Like it's not going to be intense at all. And then we um, got off the ride and Tony was like, that was way more intense than I was expecting. Remember we had been at the boat house before and you're like, 
Uh, that like made you were like I, that was way more intense than I was expecting. At the first time, it probably felt like rock and roller coaster. Yeah, because you're not expecting it, and it's an older roller coaster, so it's a little bit jerky. Some people say like it's kind of like the Matterhorn at Disneyland. It like makes you feel like you need to go to the chiropractor after. I don't feel like that on it, except for the fact that getting off of that ride is like my least favorite ride to get off of. It is like I feel like I have to barrel roll out of that car. That's the point. I know. Everybody says what the, the Disneyland version, the two seater side by side, is better than the Disney World. I don't know if I could jump on board with that. If anybody's ever ridden the Disneyland version, let us know which one you like better. Yeah, and I personally think that the riding solo just feels more of a ride. But also, do you think that it's better to ride it? So, if you've never ridden Space Mountain before, there's three seats in each car. They're like Tony said, they're single file, and then there's two cars attached together. So there's technically six seats. Um, do you think it's better to be in the first seat, or do you think it's better to be in the very last seat? Like, which one do you think is more intense? First seat is always the best. I know. On this one. Yeah, but technically, backs are always more, more of a ride. Remember, one of your friends told you, like, get the get. What did he say? Get the front, back seat. Front row. Oh, he's a front row. You can't, yeah, you can't see anything. It's kind of like dinosaur. The back row, like, if you ride the back row on a roller coaster, you it always feels more intense because you've got everybody's weight in front of you that's, like, pu- like pushing on you. But at the same time, like you said, if you have people in front of you on Space Mountain, it's like when you go on a dark ride, like dinosaur. When you can't see anything, it's more intense. Exactly. You kind of see things in front of you because you see people. And the story, first row. Yeah, first row. The best. For sure. Any other honorable mentions? No, I don't have any, any other on your list that there was supposed to be one. Well, I guess I could say others if you no. want me to, but <laughs> So we're out of we're out of Magic Kingdom. We're out of Magic Kingdom. Epcot. On the Epcot, this was a tough one. Because technically you could probably sit down anywhere. True, but Epcot also booths. has terrible seating but in the world too. I didn't place. consider festival booths. No, I didn't either. Even though it could have been. I went with La Creperie de Paris. Ooh, hot coming. take. I totally forgot about that. So this is what we did last time on our Epcot day. We cruised in, or actually we didn't cruise in on the Skyline. We walked over. Walked over before we stayed at uh, Beach Club. You're talking about the quick service stand. Crepes on Portera yeah. de la, uh, by La Creperie de Paris, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to get it right, but I, was, I knew we were, you know, yeah. I knew you figured it out. Yeah. And specifically, getting a crepe and a mimosa. Double action. And you got a galette. Galette. Yes. Yeah, screw that mess. Well, no. No, up. you didn't. No, galette. Galette. Sneaky, got a good pick. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. No, no. You were totally right. You were totally right. But. I visualized the area in my head. I know you did. And galettes are savor, are the savory version of the crepe. That's just what Disney calls it. Because it's made with buckwheat flour rather than. If you go anywhere else, like a crepe is a crepe, I think. But. The the sweet versions of uh, crepes are crepes, and then the galettes are sweet. You got the Remy's. I got the ratatouille galette. Ratatouille. We. Which was what? Which was um, it was like zucchini squash and onions, and it was so good. It didn't have any cheese or anything in it. That's why I got what I got. I got the ham and cheese and mimosas. Yeah, Tony got. That was a way to start your morning. Do that for sure. Yeah, that place was like I we talk about that place all the time like I dream of getting the galettes from there 
And we talk about whenever we go to Disney in February with the girls, like we just want to just be able, because we're going to be at Boardwalk, we could just like hop into like Epcot, grab a well, the there go. isn't a whole lot in Epcot. No, other than the uh, bakery in France. It always has a line, but it, it, you don't, it goes pretty quick. Yeah. What do you got? So dining my favorite sit-down dining location, I wrote down as La Hacienda de San Angel, which is a table service dining location in the Mexico Pavilion. But a lot of people confuse this with San Angel Inn, which is the location inside the pyramid. I'm talking about the place along the water, and I think a lot of people miss that location. So that was actually thinking. I actually had never eaten there before. Yeah, I actually had a conversation with somebody on TikTok this week um, about they made dining reservations at San Angel Inn, and she thought that's what I was talking about. But I was talking about La Hacienda de San Angel on the water. One of the coolest things about it is we have Mexican food like anywhere around here. You throw a rock, you hit a Mexican joint. There's, I literally think there's three taco trucks within like a mile of us. But and we still eat it twice a week. <laughs> but um, and some of us crave it on the every Yeah, moment. currently, like, like I don't know. My cravings are things that I ate during childhood, and I don't know if bean and cheese tacos are popular all across the country. But I was driving on the highway the other day, and I was like, I could taste a bean and cheese taco in my mouth. Like it just sounded so good, which I have not had one yet. But anyway. I digress. The Hacienda de San Angel, it has like Mexican food. It's going to be more like traditional Mexican food, not Tex-Mex. But um, they serve the same drinks that they serve in La Cava there. And the coolest thing about it is a lot of people don't realize it has windows that look out over um, the World Showcase Lagoon. So you can watch the fireworks from there. Um, A few trips ago, we went there for dinner. We had gone to Hollywood Studios for the day. We had Park Hopper took the Skyliner over to Epcot and we ate there for dinner and then we watched um, Harmonious through the windows. They piped in the music. It was a really cool dining experience. You don't have to pay extra to watch the fireworks from there. And it's a really good viewing location too. I feel like that place is like missed by so many people. Remember what you got there? Um, Yeah, I got the Flottas. I remember it being good. It I wasn't like... stellar. I think I got like a chili... You got a chili Riano, yeah. Riano? Rileno? You say Rileno, but I say Rihanna. Rileno. I'd give it a solid seven and a half. Yeah, I get the flotas. And the flotas, like, I'm looking at the menu right now. It says fired tortillas filled with chipotle chicken, potato, cheese, and ranchera sauce. So it's not, like, anything, like, abnormal. But, like I said, it's you just a really cool atmosphere. Again. So you're going with the atmosphere vibe. Not necessarily always. But I will say this. They have a conchita pabil there. If you've never had pabil meat, pabil is so good. And we didn't try that. That's something that's like a shareable thing. And it's braised pork over chipotle black beans with pickled onions and oregano served with plantains finished with crema mexicana and cojita cheese, corn tortillas, and rice. That's, it's $34. I think that's what we should have gotten. I think we were actually, when we went there, we always loved to snack around Hollywood Studios. So we had snuck around Hollywood Studios and we weren't really even hungry. So I think we just got like small things. So maybe like I think if we went there and we were actually hungry, we're never hungry at Disney because we're always snacking. But I think if we're actually hungry, then we might appreciate it more. Most likely. For next time. I don't know if we'll choose that one to eat it again though. Well, how's San Andreas and Hell? Because we still have... We canceled last trip. What was the, what was the restaurant we canceled last trip? We had to sit down. Italian? 
Oh, yeah, Viennapoli. Viennapoli, we have to try. Yeah. So we'll probably be at a loop until we get back there. The thing about Viennapoli is they don't have gluten-free pizza. And if you're going there, you want pizza. They have gluten-free pasta, but I've heard it's like, meh. I don't know. Well, moving on. I guess we'll go back there. Or we'll, we'll I can make guarantee you have the same time. answer in the favorite attraction at Epcot <laughs> that I do. The brand new best attraction roller coaster ever. Currently uh, in, in any park is Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You really can't beat this in any no. case. It's got the excitement. It's got the thrill. It's probably a notch under rock and roller coaster as far as intensity. I don't see. I don't see how people say they get sick on this one. It's so smooth. I think at first they they probably had to adjust it down to be where it is now. But you can't beat this. And we still haven't got every song yet. No, we haven't gotten every song yet. We've ridden it. When we go to Epcot, we ride Guardians of the Galaxy. As many times as we can. Yeah, as many times a day as we can. Because right now it's still using a virtual queue system or an individual lightning lane. So you can only get one of each of those. Last time we went, since we were deluxe resort guests, we did the virtual queue, the individual lightning lane. And then that was um, extended evening hours that night. So if you're a deluxe resort guest and there's a um, virtual queue at a attraction you can join Six the virtual queue again yeah so you can write it three times but we actually canceled that because we met front some friends from home for dinner and we just didn't want to walk back to the front of the park so so you had guardians too on that one yeah i had so guardians. I'm gonna go with an honorable mention okay. and i almost picked it because i knew you were gonna pick guardians so we're gonna talk about it anyway is the frozen ride oh hot male, take male perspective that was the first time i had ever written it which is kind of like space. When you haven't done something before and it's a decent attraction, it hits you hard. Yeah. That one's, even if you don't even care about Frozen, you don't like it, it it's it's still good. We always, so we, we had always skipped it because the line for it is forever, forever long. Um, which is funny because the attraction's name is Frozen for the first time. No, it's not. Is it Frozen for the first time in forever? Um, no. Um, but the frozen ride. Yeah, the frozen ride. You know, but <laughs> um, we have had never ridden it before. But we were there for deluxe evening hours with our friends, and they had um, two younger kids. So we were like, okay, like we'll ride it with y'all. We were so glad that we got to ride it. We had no wait for it. We literally walked through the attraction, um, and hopped on the ride. It was so much fun. Frozen ever after. That's what it's called. Frozen ever after. Along with that. Another honorable mention is Beer Garden, which we ate there before we went on that ride. Mm-hmm. First time we ever eaten Beer Garden, and food's not, all right, pretty good. Eight, probably give it an eight. They have everything you could possibly want. Yeah, definitely. Entertainment. They had a some guys are always playing playing music. People are dancing. Right. It's an environment. Probably get about a nine because nobody has really that kind of live entertainment anywhere. No, none of none of the um, none of the restaurants really have live entertainment like that. It was really fun, and it, one of the cool things about going to Beer Garden is your kids can get up and like go be a part of the entertainment. So they had a um, it was like they did the chicken dance. They had a like line like a parade of kids like walking through the restaurant. It's really fun, and it kind of gets the kids involved. So it's more of a fun place for them too. Um, yeah, like Tony said, they have some really great food like on their buffet. It was fun. I really liked it too. We've also eaten at Spicer Table there. 
That was before it was like tapas and it actually had like um, a full menu. We watched the fireworks from there. That was a cool place to watch the fireworks. The food wasn't necessarily my favorite and I like Mediterranean food, but it wasn't um, necessarily my favorite. We haven't been back since they changed it. I do want to try the sushi place that just opened, Shikisai Sushi Izakaya, that just opened in the Japan Pavilion. My honorable mention would be to Regal Eagle. Honorable mention? Because Regal Eagle is a quick service location, but their barbecue is so good. Um, I will share a video that I made from our last trip to Disney. We kind of did like a progressive dinner at Epcot, and we went to Regal Eagle. We put everything into like a randomizer app and all of the pavilions in there, and we let it choose where we went for like appetizers and different things like that. And we got to go to Regal Eagle for appetizers. We probably wouldn't have eaten there. Have no, we not? We have tried this amazing. We got the burn in fries. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at burn Well, it's actually, I think, like an there. entree, but we split it. And we ate it Loaded as an appetizer. Burnt in fries. $12.99 is a pretty good price. It actually had fries, burnt ends, macaroni, cheese, and yeah, onion rings. It was pretty big. Yeah. And Epcot, I feel like you have to have a. Maybe not have to have a reservation, but you need to have somewhere where you go sit down yes. for a while. Because that, that park just will drain you. Just walk in. Walk that in. was... So, we always go to Magic Kingdom on our anniversary. One year, we decided to change it up and go to Epcot. Because one of our things is I always like to change up the order of the parks that we go to. Because um, it kind of makes each trip different. And we thought, okay, it would be fun to like go to Epcot for our anniversary. We did that. And it was still a great day, but it didn't feel like our anniversary because we didn't have a dining reservation, remember? Yep. And so we learned, like, if you're going to Epcot, it's always good to have a dining reservation because, like Tony said, you can just keep going all day in the parks. And there's so many great places to eat around World Showcase. Like, I understand the festival booths are great. I understand the quick service is great. But also there's so many great dining locations, like table service dining locations. We have never eaten at... We still haven't tried Space U20. We want to try the lounge there. Um, we haven't tried anywhere in the Japan Pavilion. I'm not crazy about trying hibachi, the hibachi. I mean, we have hibachi here, but we I want to try like the to sushi. We still try something different every time we go, though. We always try something new. We've That's tried Rose and Crown. That would be a tip. Try something new every single time. Yeah, we tried Rose and Crown. We haven't tried La Salier. Um, We haven't eaten. I haven't eaten a coral reef since I was a kid. I think we want to try that one now. Coral reef. Yeah, they don't it's got have, mixed reviews, but I think we need to try it out. They don't have a big menu, but I definitely think I think it'd be fun to go on our second trip with the girls because then it would kind of give them just something to like look at, you know, while we eat. Like the rest of your list, something to look at. Yeah. Um, Moving on. Yes. We're out of Epcot. So we're out of Epcot. We're heading to my favorite park, Hollywood Studios. So favorite sit down dining location, and then Woody's lunchbox. What? Ooh, that for, is a hot take. For the tachos. Now this one, because I don't know when I'm even going to get them. It could be the morning, right out of the gate like I did last time, the breakfast tachos, or lunch, or both on the same day. Yeah. And I think they're going to have competition for the best over there now because they have the As a side new, note, new Tony restaurant. had never tried the tachos until like two trips ago, and then he was like, I love these. It's everything I love. All my, all my food, all my food <laughs> in one spot. He's very passionate about his food. I was trying to look up and see the different versions they have. If you had to guess what my favorite sit-down dining location would be, what do you think I would say? The one that I didn't say. What? With the salad. 
We sit outside. <laughs> so Brown Derby Holly, Lounge. I love Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge. Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge has the exact same menu as the signature dining location in uh, of Hollywood Brown Derby. You can get the full menu there, but you get to sit outside. You don't have to make a dining reservation. You can join the walk-up wait list if you want to, but typically it's a really short wait anyway. And you sit outside and you get to wa- people watch. It's like the perfect atmosphere. That's why I picked that one because I knew you'd pick that one. But we're I, gonna have the same whole menu here. No, but we also, if we're giving <laughs> an, honor, an honorable mention, we can give an honorable mention to Sci-Fi Dining because we love eating there too. Honorable. So going back to the Woody's, <laughs> the bre- they got the breakfast bowl. Not tachos on that one. It's a heavy portion of potato barrels smothered in smoked brisket, country gravy, scrambled eggs, and a sprinkling of green onions, which I think I got last time. First thing I mobile ordered as we were walking into the park. So that's another tip you can do. Mobile order something before you get there. Tell them you're here before you get there. Make sure it's at the window. Yeah. But they have the breakfast one. And then the lunch is actually called the tachos. So... It has potato barrels coated with the beef and bean chili, shredded cheese, and signature queso with tomatoes and corn chips, finished with sour cream and a sprinkle of green onions, which $9.99. We shared this one the last time I got it. Yeah. It was supposed to be mine, and then it ended up being a <laughs> shared, but can't not skip the tachos. Whether it's breakfast or lunch, these things are amazing. No, and they also have a really good... Fills you up. They also have that grown-ups, lemon, grown-ups lemonade there that's really good. Um, I w- have always wanted to try the like adult Pop-Tart. It's obviously not gluten-free, but um, so I've never gotten it. But that looks really good there. The only downside of Woody's Lunchbox is they have seating, but... They famously don't have enough seating. They're working on expanding that seating out right now. Well, typically, whenever we go, it's just kind of like a grab and go. Yeah. Walking around it as I eat, so. Yeah, I want to try, like, the grilled um, the grilled cheese sandwich there because they have a uh, gluten-free one. I want to try that. I think that would be really good. The barbecue brisket melt looks really good. There's a lot of, like, good stuff there. Especially if I always tell people, if you're going to Hollywood Studios with little ones... Head to Toy Story Land first thing in the morning because that part of the park always gets so busy throughout the day. Like Yeah, the Joffrey's line is a mile every single time. Oh my time. gosh, the Joffrey's it line. Slow. Last time when we went, remember you went to go pick up your tachos and I waited in line for I Joffrey's. Was already done eating and still yeah. sat down for a while. <laughs> and I still was in line for my Joffrey's. One thing that one restaurant I didn't even think about was sci fi. That's what I just said. I said sci fi was uh, my honorable mention. I was cruising, okay. Then my other one would be Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which we have not tried. We haven't tried that. It's on our list now. So the thing with sci-fi is, everybody hates on sci-fi. They say the food's not good, yada yada. I don't get that. Like it's another environment one for you. It is. It's a it's a great environment. If you are in the parks all day, it is so nice to walk into Sci-Fi Dine-In. It is cold in there. It is dark. There are old B-roll movies on the screen. You get to sit in a car, like an old classic car. That's really fun. The food is, like, the food is good. Is it out of this world? Like, no, it's burgers and fries and milkshakes. It is out of this world in that place. It is because it's all science fiction. If you haven't tried it, you have to try it because you're not guaranteed to try it if you wanted to anyway. A lot of people say they can't get a reservation. It's hard to get it. So, definitely try every time. And I will say, we've had some great burgers there. I think I've gotten, like, 
the grilled chicken sandwich there. That's also another great place to go if you are someone who has, like, food allergies because they always have a lot of, like, like they have, like, we got, like, the gluten-free spinach and artichoke, dairy-free spinach and artichoke yeah, dip last like time. No, yeah, we didn't like Pass that. on that one. Um, but they always have, they have dairy-free milkshakes there, too, which is cool. So moving on to favorite attraction at Hollywood Studios would be Rockin' Roller Coaster. And was that the second you got? Mm-hmm. Doubling up on Rockin' Roller Coaster. Oh, actually, if we're talking about attractions, I'll change mine. Mine would be the... Um, wasn't, no. It wasn't your turn yet. I'm... Um. So the first time I ever wrote this, we were supposed to write it together. I think we told the story before. It was park closing. If you get in line at any time before quote-unquote park closing, right. they have to let you ride the ride. Slid in as soon as they were kind of closing the gate on this thing. End up being front row and it was solo because somebody dipped out of me at the last <laughs> second. And the front row was intense. That, that coaster is the fastest? That is the, no, it's actually it not the like fastest. Test 60 track miles an hour? Yes, it goes 59 miles an hour. Test track goes 65. Which feels like 180 when you're blasting off in the when it first starts, but... You can't beat this thing. Yeah. yeah well, I guess intensity-wise, it probably is close to Everest. They're pretty similar. They, they but they do, but it, does two, it does two inversions. And it's the only attraction at Walt Disney World that does flips. So that's really fun. You're in the dark. You're playing Aerosmith music. It's it's such a fun ride. And it's all off of magnets is how it... Yes. Um, I made a video a long time ago on Instagram. I'll see if I can find it and share it. Um, but it is made, so it's pulled by magnets. So there's a big magnet basically at the end of the track. Um, there's magnets on like on the car and then there's magnets on the end of the track and it is literally like pulling the ride vehicles to the end. That's how it is. I not believe so that. Quickly. I have to see that. That's something you've never seen anywhere. I did like a whole, I used to do like, I see like Disney Secrets videos and they were really fun to do, but they took so long to put together. Um, I stopped doing them, but I was like, I would like nerd out on these videos because it's so cool that they did that. I don't know. And you like learn science along the way. So right now it's themed to Aerosmith, but I think that's going to change pretty quick. I think it's getting rethemed. What do you think it'll be rethemed to? It's just probably going to be something similar, an old iconic band from the eighties or something. Definitely. Now it's gotta be something pretty popular. A lot of people know, but I think within the next two or three years tops, we're going to at least have news if it's not even started. They've already thrown it out a few times. It's going to happen. I just hope Disney doesn't retheme it to, like, IP. Like, some people say, like, oh, it would be cool if it was rethemed to, like, um, like Max Goof or something like that. Like, I, I don't, don't even want, want it to Disney. change, but I think No, I don't I want it to change either. To. I think Rock and Roller Coaster is so much fun. I love Rock and Roller Coaster. That's what I actually had down as my favorite attraction. But I forgot that there's one thing that I absolutely love at Hollywood Studios, and we have to go to it every single time, and it is Walt Disney's One Man's Dream. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't even do it last time, did we? Yes, we did. Okay. We're not talking about <laughs> we're not talking about just rides. We're talking about I think attractions too. Before, then. I think if you were going to Walt Disney World, I've heard especially people, if it's your first time. Yes, I've heard people say it before. This should be something at the front of the park that you have to walk through before you get into the park, and here's why. Because, like, I totally agree with that sentiment. I nerd out on Disney history, obviously. Tony does, too. Um, I love Walt Disney. He was such a, like, creative genius. He was an amazing person. 
And this is a walkthrough exhibit. So it's kind of like a museum of Walt Disney artifacts. And it's got like his little drawing dust there. It's got a lot of different things. And then it kind of goes into... It's got the Lincoln. Yeah, it's got the uh, animatronic of um, Mr. Lincoln from Disneyland. Was that the one from the World's Fair or was that the one that they used at Disneyland? I'd be lying if I said it in somebody. I can't remember. Um, But it it goes through, it starts out like Walt's like childhood history. It goes through like when he was starting the Disney company, when him and Roy were starting their animation business. Um, And then it talks about like, like the revolution of the Disney parks. And it's such a cool attraction because if you go to Disney World and you don't understand the history behind it or you don't appreciate the history behind, um, like, Walt Disney himself and the Disney company, then you really miss out on so much of Disney. I think a lot of people do skip it. I mean, it's probably not something you want to start your day with because you're so ready to rock and roll and go cruise around, do rides, but it's a slow down. It's a good time to slow down, just chill out, AC, and appreciate the whole park and in, in, in Walt itself and then you have the little show, show. afterwards. Yeah, there's it's a never show. never seems to get old. It's yeah. It's seen every time. There's a show at the end that's narrated by Julie Andrews and it's like a 20 minute show I think and it talks about just like the Maybe. history of like Walt Disney himself and the company and like his vision and everything like that and he talks about in there that it's good to have a hard failure when you're young because if you That's don't, like a real true like here was my life. I didn't right. just wake up one day and look at look, look at all we have. It was the tough, he, the tough times, and you almost just almost a little tearjerker in there. Yeah, we want to do a whole. Um, I think you do cry. Actually. We want to do. I do cry. We want to do a whole um, podcast episode on Walt Disney himself because there's so much to him. Like Walt Disney didn't come from like this wealthy family where he was just given this adventure of a lifetime to create the Disney company and a lot of people said he was crazy along the way and he just kept doing it and something that like truly humbles me all the time is I think to myself like if it wasn't for this one man's dream I wouldn't get to do what I do today we wouldn't be talking right here no and (laughs) we wouldn't there's a hundred thousand cast members that are employed by the Disney company around the world that's not even people who, like myself, like work in travel planning, who do content creation and make money from that. Like, all of those things. So, anyway, I digress. That could be a whole other topic. But, one man's dream is a must-do. Moving on to Animal Kingdom. Last park. They were sit-down dining location. It is right at the front. Flame Tree. Is it barbecue or is it still a flame tree? Flame Tree Barbecue. That's your favorite sit-down dining location? Trying to go off the beaten path. And I was looking, I was trying to look and find what I got. It was like a, a barbecue sandwich with, I thought it had mac and cheese on it. Mm-hmm. It's a whole park barbecue sandwich. They don't, it doesn't have mac and cheese on it. I thought it, says it did. Sm- smoked pulled pork sandwich. Baked macaroni and cheese with pulled pork. But that doesn't say sandwich though. Oh, maybe they don't Their know actual sm- smoked pulled pork sandwich says top with coleslaw and served with beans. Hmm. So I don't know if they switched it up, but I thought it was a brisket with mac and cheese on this sandwich. Pork, you mean? Yeah, I was trying to envision talk at the same time. It doesn't work. Flame Tree Barbecue is really fun. Like, we... That was one I picked for the environment, too, because you could just sit down next to the water there. And, then, and it you, used to be... What was that show that was taking place? Kite like, Tales. Kite Tales. We saw Kite Tales maybe one time we were there. Or it was the... The digress version. <laughs> either way, you'll still you'll still see little floats come by with characters on either way. Yeah, that's really fun. There's a lot of seating out there. It's really pretty because, like Tony said, you get to look over the water. 
Um, the food there is really good. Like the barbecue is good. I've gotten the barbecue chicken sandwich or barbecue chicken salad there before. That's really good. I think the last time we went there, I got a, I think I got the, either the pulled pork sandwich or if they have like a brisket sandwich cause they have gluten-free bread there. Um, I've gotten that before. I love going there and getting the rotten apple cocktail. That's what I was looking for. This is another place you can go and you can get a, get a beer or a drink. The rotten apple cocktail is a, um, it's a, what it's, it's a hard cider, like apple cider mixed with fireball, but I love it because it has gummy worms in it. So it's angry orch, orch, orchard, crisp apple, hard cider with, and fireball cinnamon whiskey over ice garnish with gummy worms and a souvenir glow cube. I don't even think I finished it last time because I was like, this drink is just making me tired. It's actually called rotten apple with red glow glow cube oh i don't think it used to have the glow cube i think last time it did i don't think i even finished it last time because it, it was like this drink is just making me sleepy it's really heavy but i just wanted the gummy worms out of it it does taste really good though and it's like tony said it's a really fun place to sit overall being from texas the barbecue it is not the best you're ever gonna have but it's pretty pretty darn good if you have there's polite pig at disney springs there's regal eagle there's flame tree barbecue i would say flame tree barbecue ranks below both regal eagle and polite pig polite pig's barbecue was like chef's kiss but yeah it's still a really fun place to go so what do you got my favorite sit down location is nomad lounge because nomad lounge shares the kitchen with tiffin's which is a signature location and it's on, again, it's on the water. You have the character flotillas that go by. And when you're sitting in a mountain lounge, like, you do not feel like you're in the middle of Animal Kingdom. You truly feel like you are in, what, is that Africa? Yeah, you're in Africa itself. Just outside of um, Pandora. Pandora. They have the drinks there are great. They have, like, small plates and stuff like that. They have a kid's menu as well, so it's, like, family-friendly. You, again, because it's a lounge, you don't have to have a table service reservation to get um, last time we just got on the walk-up wait list, and I think it was like a 10-minute wait maybe. It's a really great place to go. I also put as a honorable mention Satuli Canteen. So I was still looking at their menu. They have a tuna poke bowls, a nomad bowl, steamed rice, cabbage. No meat in that one. The Impossible Sliders, Tiffin's Bread Service. So everybody comes here for the churros, right? Come with the yeah. Churros here. They have gluten-free churros there. We haven't tried those yet. Have um, the sliders. I think it's a seasonal thing. The sliders they have, they still have a slider there right now. But yeah, they got a t- good small plates and your cocktails. Yeah, when we went there um, last time, I I got something that was seasonal. It's not not on the menu right now. Their menu is like kind of like famously like rotates out because it's different like lounge and seasonal items. But they typically have more things on the menu at the restaurant than what you see online but their so drinks are really good we're on to the final attraction at animal kingdom i'm going with probably the same one you got dinosaur bum 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 no i actually change it i'm going with it's tough to be a bug so dinosaur is excitement level is probably like a nine yes Everyone, that's, for sure it's a quote-unquote hot take Everybody wants dinosaur to be gone, but this is another one. If you're sitting in the front row, which we did our first time that we'd ever ridden, it's the best. You're not looking at the back of somebody's head. It's like Space Mountain. It's completely kind of dark. Yeah. You get way more of a ride. Yeah. Which we think this one's going where we heard already. 
Yeah, so episode Destination D23 took place this morning, and uh, we were watching the live stream for it, or I was watching the live stream for it, and um, they announced that they are planning to retheme Dino Land USA to be Central America, because there's Africa and Asia, and they want to retheme Dino Land USA to Central America. That makes sense. I understand that. And the ride's moving to Indiana Jones? Yes. Which, it shares the same ride vehicles as... Same track system, everything. Yeah, same track system and everything as Disneyland, Indiana Jones. So, like Tony said, we saw it coming, but... I don't know. We we got sent some shirts after our last trip from the Lost Bros, and they sent Tony the Not Our Dino shirt. Um, and Rip. that's just like that's one of my favorite things. But my other favorite thing is it's tough to be a bug. And at Destination D twenty three, they also announced they're retheming it's tough to be a bug to Zootopia. Um, so maybe not on that one, but what Disney is kind of claiming and doing now, I've heard a few times on that this morning, is they're trying to listen to what everybody wants and do it now. Mm. Because dinosaurs are something that's everyone's been talking for a long time. We didn't ride dinosaur our first trip because I had read, again, don't always listen to the blogs. Don't always even listen to us. Like, make your own opinions. If we, we say, We didn't like, even ride it that first couple yeah, times. Yeah, because we didn't ride it the don't first Don't listen to people like us, dude. <laughs> but keep listening to us. Listen, but don't do it. <laughs> no, like, just, like, take everything that people say with a grain of salt and make your own opinions. It's like a restaurant. Try it once for yourself. Exactly. Um, we didn't ride dinosaur the first time because somebody said it was, like, a simulator and... It is, like... Well, a lot of YouTube vloggers, whatever, they still say it's such a crazy, intense, don't bring your children type of ride, and it's not... It's jerky, but anybody can ride it, and you're not going to get sick on it. I wish we could share the ride photo from our last ride. Every ride photo. We're, we're going to do it. No, of the family in front of us. It's not of us. Of the family in front of us freaking out on our... I don't want to share somebody else's photo. It's our photo. They just happen to be, <laughs> happen to be in it, so... There was a family that was in front of us, and they had four kids. So on Dinosaur, you sit in two rows of four, and we were in the back seat. We'd already ridden it once that day. We liked being in the front seat on Dinosaur because, again, it's a dark ride, and so you can't see as much of the track. But we were in the very back, and there was, I think it was the mom and one of the daughters that was sitting beside us, and then the dad was in the front they had never ridden before. with three kids. They had Perfect. never ridden it before. It was the very end of the day. They had no idea what to expect. And the ride photo, like, the entire time, the little girls were so cute. They had, like, their, um, their, like, princess tiaras on and everything like that. They were freaking out. So if your kids are scared of, like, the dark or of, um, dinosaurs, maybe this is a skip, but... You just gotta know what you're getting into. I mean, it's, it's not a... I mean, I guess it's a scary ride if you're uh, if you're, you're children. Really Wait until we go with our two girls. They're going on it. Well, it'll be Indiana Jones by it'll be Indiana Jones by then. I'm not even mad about the Indiana Jones change because I no. like that, but it just seeing dinosaur gonna be gone forever. I think it makes more sense. I think it makes more sense to have that area of the park rethemed to Central America rather than Dino Land USA. I don't think Dino Land USA. Fits. Yeah, the outside we could do without, but the ride itself that is gonna. It's super fun, and I'm sure we'll love the Indiana Jones one, too. So I chose It's Tough to Be a Bug, which is the current show at the bottom of the Tree of Life Theater, 
We love going to this every time. I think we talk. Is our day starter. We get a coffee and we walk right in and get a couple of laughs off the kids that get carted out after they get scared from the book. <laughs> yeah, so one of my favorite things about Disney, I remember going as a kid and at the time at Hollywood Studios, there was an attraction for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and you were shrunk down to the size of like what ants or whatever that they do in the movie. And you got like blasted in the face with different things. Like you felt it incorporated all of your senses. It's tough to be a bug does the exact same thing, but it's bugs. And there's the kids, when you go to watch this, they're not expecting that. They're little ones. They're not expecting that. And there's a part where, like, bugs move across the seat or they're, like, little things that, like, poke air you. Air shoots you in the face. Yeah, air shoots you in the or face. And so it's like the show starts and all of a sudden all these Just kids are wait screaming. We think it's funny until we have two little girls that we're sitting in the theater with and they're screaming and we need to make a swift exit. Yeah, always sit to the left side. Yeah, always sit to the left side. You can always get out the doors even though they're shut. When's the rethink happening? They So that's the thing. Disney no kind date. of has been announcing, like last year they announced that they were going to do a Zootopia and Encanto land at where Dino Land USA was. But there was no hard date. It's kind of like a blue sky project. This is what Disney does with everything. Yeah. They throw it out there and they want to see what sticks and what everybody says about it before they do what they do or don't do. That way they don't make them. Right. Because right now they're trying to listen to what everybody wants to do. So, they, do so they canceled. Just like a firework. They canceled the Zootopia land. Um, but they're still keeping Encanto and Indiana Jones. That seems a flow better anyway. So that'll be themed to like Central America. They said there's going to be new restaurants and stuff like that. So they're giving the fans, like you said, what they want by incorporating Zootopia and replacing it's tough to be a bug. I agree. Like it's tough to be a bug seems outdated because I don't know that kids even watch that movie anymore. Like I, I think like Zootopia is obviously more of like a current film, um, but hopefully they do something that really incorporates all of your senses again, because I just love that. Well, that's all folks. Yeah. That is our list. Let us know what you think. Give us suggestions. Tell us your favorites and what you like, didn't like. Yeah. I'll put up a box over on our Instagram Rated. stories. Let us know what Share your it. favorites are. And then we can all as a community vote on them and see what we agree on, what we disagree on. Because there's so many different things at Disney. Not everybody's going to do everything the same. And that's what makes Disney so fun. It changes every trip, I think. Yep. So, as always, if you can go ahead and give us a follow, if you already don't, on the Double Dose of Disney fam on Instagram and TikTok. And if you could please leave us a rating or review, give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform. Five stars or just move on. (laughs) We will see you guys next time.